So today we're going to continue looking at our study of, or Dan wants to continue to play, I guess. So we'll let you, Dan, if you want, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. So we're going to look at our, our at thorns again. So we've been looking at it at last couple of weeks of first week, you know, looking at thorns that were in a, in a tangle to kind of being choked out by thorns and just making us unfruitful and that we need to get out of those thorns. We need to get rid of those thorns. And then last week we looked at this crown of thorns that Jesus wore, this crown of thorns that was placed on his head and that if we're ambassadors, that we actually in some way share that crown with him, that, that sometimes that crown might be placed on our heads if we're doing everything in love and if we're his ambassadors. And today we're going to look at another use of the word thorn in the Bible. This is, again, something that we're maybe familiar with, but maybe just something we haven't really thought about is just this concept, this idea of thorns. This comes out of 2 Corinthians 12. And we'll just read the whole section of this. It's verses 1 through 10. So listen along with me. It says, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows. Was caught up, in the, up to paradise and heard in inexpressible things. Things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So this is a passage that actually I know because I literally do have a thorn in the side of my leg. This is a thorn I got. A, they, they said it was going to last it about six months or so. It kind of worked its way out, but it's been like four years and it's still in there. So it, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. You know, I can twist my leg or kind of poke around in there and I can feel it in there. But um, it's from a Russian olive. So really the only lasting effect I have of it is like if I get poked by a Russian olive, I, have a, I do have a pretty bad reaction to it. So I'm, I'm sensitive to Russian olives. But it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't bother me. But when I got this thorn in my flesh, like it was, it was kind of severe. I was on two antibiotics and uh, I had to get IV antibiotics because the infection was pretty bad. So these thorns in our flesh can be serious at times. But... Thorns on the flesh, or maybe when we say a thorn in my side, that's probably the more phrase that we're more familiar with. But when we use that, that phrase, we're talking about something that's like a persistence cause of annoyance or frustration or some sort of trouble for us. You know, we think of things like, we'll say a coworker is a thorn in my side. That, um, you know, our neighbor is a thorn in our side. Or if you've got little brothers, like my little brother is always a thorn in my side. So when we use those terms, though, we're putting the blame on somebody else. We're saying that that 
person is why I'm annoyed or that person is why I'm frustrated or that thing is why I'm frustrated or annoyed. We don't really look at why, why is it that I'm annoyed or why is it that I'm frustrated? Because reality is, is a lot of times, at least what I find, and maybe you find that too, is that I'm annoyed with that person or that thing because really it's a reflection of something that's going on in me. It's, it's more of something that I have, a thorn that I carry around that's, that's just kind of exasperating by that person or kind of bringing that up. Now, maybe they may be annoying, like that person that might actually be annoying, that might be true, but perhaps what they're annoying to us is because what I'm going to call is a personal thorn. It's a personal thorn that I have. Paul talks about being given a thorn to keep him from being conceited. So we must obviously have a problem with that. So thorns that keep us from being conceited, but also I think we could add some other words to this. Maybe there's a list of pride, which is kind of the same as conceited, but maybe abusive or gossiping or selfish, impatient, unloving, harsh, unfaithful, judgmental, jealous. I think we could add lots of, lots of words in that list. But these thorns that we blame someone else for, for being a thorn in my side, and it's really a thorn, but it's my thorn, not their thorn. They're really not the thorn. So perhaps the best way to explain this is maybe just by kind of talking about how this might look in real life. Like, you guys might also share this, this trait, but I am a really, really good judge and jury. I'm really good at it. And I think some of you guys might be really good at that too. Now, um, that I make these judgments about something and that I really, I don't know anything about them. It's just my first impressions. I make, I make this. Like last Christmas, I go to this Christmas party and the minute I walk in, like everybody's there and I say, okay, I don't want to sit with those people and I don't want to sit with those people. Really don't want to sit with those two because they're really annoying. And so I go, but those people, yeah, I want to sit with those people. So we go to sit down. Guess who sits at my table? Not just one, but two couples that I'm looking at going, God, I don't, I don't want to sit by them. I wanted to sit by them. And there was actually one person I wanted to sit by. They actually got up and went to another table. <laughs> so God's like saying, okay, you're, you're, you're such a good judge. I'm going to show you. And those thorns, those people were not the thorns. It was my thorn of being judgmental. And what I've actually discovered is like I got to know them that night, and I actually discovered that I kind of like them. They're not as annoying as I thought. So it's funny how God uses things like that to, to bring up those thorns in mind, like my thorn of being judgmental. So next time I'm in that situation, I can kind of remember the pain or the humility of that whole experience of my judgmental attitude and how it was wrong and how I, God needed to humble me and remind me, like, you know, next time that you don't need to act that way. Just, I got it, okay? I, I, so don't judge. Give someone a chance. Because you might end up liking them. So there's like, this personal thorn to keep me from being judgmental. Like, Paul keep, like keeping Paul from being conceited. But there's another thorns that I think we have, and maybe these are external thorns. And these are thorns that that like, for instance, a thorn in my leg or things that are around me or that happen to me or 
that cause me misery, cause me pain. These are, when these thorns inflict themselves on me, they cause a reaction in me. The reaction that oftentimes I think is Paul saying, like, it, it's not pleasant. And if you remember the story of Job, here's a story. If you don't know the story of Job, he's got a whole book written about him in the Bible. You could read about it. But here's, he had a lot of external thorns placed upon him. He lost everything. He was even stricken with illness. Satan, though, was given power by God to cause this devastation in his life. In our section, we see Paul actually saying, like he says, that this thorn is a messenger of Satan. Thorns that we have in our lives that cause us pain. Paul says this thorn tormented him. My thorn got infection, that caused some torment to me. Now something else about this thorn that, that I have in my, my leg is, again, like I've got lots of thorns. You guys are slowly starting to see these, but um, I'm cheap. I want to pay for something, and I'm... I'm pretty stubborn. So I wasn't willing to ask for help. And there was this tree down that fell down along the side on the side on the road over the road so we couldn't get in and out of our, our house. So I wanted to show that you know I can do this on my own. I'm not too old. I'm a tough guy. I'm going to take get rid of that tree myself. So if you're a counselor, yeah, I got a few issues. Maybe you can give me your card later, but um, so God said, "Okay, I'm going to give you literally a thorn in your flesh." Maybe like Paul's thorn in his flesh. Thorns we get in our flesh, they're not pleasant, like I said. And some of us need more severe thorns than others. Why? Well, I don't really know the answer to that, but I need to trust in God that he knows why. Perhaps like me, I'm just more stubborn, so I need a little bit extra to get me there. But God knows why. He knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for me to, I think what Paul says, says to keep, to be weak, to remind me of my weaknesses, which then God can use to make stronger. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Now, this this Russian olive, like I, I said, I had this reaction to it. If I if I'm I, I come in contact with another, one, I get poked by another thorn. So I don't need to worry about that real initial affection anymore. But it. I get uncomfortable if I, like I get a rash and I get soreness and it kind of looks like an infection if I come in contact with one again. So I avoid them. So when I see a Russian olive, it reminds me of this thorn I have, of this pridefulness, of this want to do it all myself, this stubbornness that I have of not wanting to ask for help, keeping me from letting that thorn inside of me come out, this pride and stubbornness. And letting me perhaps maybe demonstrate my weakness. That I can't do that. Where I can't do something. I need, well, I need to depend on God. So we have these thorns. Some personal, some external. Sometimes both. But these thorns are placed in our life, I think, to expose some sin of our flesh. That lives inside of me. Now, these thorns are a little different than what we talked about a few weeks ago. Because in these thorns, God actually can use some of these thorns to, for good, like can benefit for us our lives. Now, I hope that you're seeing that if you're left within the thorns and kind of left to our own sinful nature, our own flesh, that we do get choked out by the thorns, like what I talked about a few weeks ago. However, though these thorns, they're painful. Remember, Paul said they're tormented over them. But God knows what to do with these thorns. 
Paul tells us these thorns in our lives, that they're not given to us by God. Remember that. These are thorns from the evil in the world. Talked a little bit about that earlier. The sin in the world was given to us by a messenger of Satan. And if I, you remember a few weeks ago, I said that if, when we find ourselves in these thorns, that God isn't this puppet, that, that, that he lets us have our, make our own choices, our own free will. So when we find ourselves in these bad places, maybe are these thorns in our flesh are exposed, that we make our choices, and we can make a choice to just kind of stay in that and ignore this reminder that God's trying to give us. But God, when we're weak, when we, we acknowledge, like I see a Russian and said, oh, yep, can't do this myself. Then I allow God to work with this thorn. But I trust him. I put my faith in him. That what, really, what maybe I do as I am, I'm becoming weak. I am allowing God to make, us, make me strong, make us strong. God's strength, it says, is made perfect in our weaknesses. That's what Paul wrote in here. We're made strong, we're made perfect because, well, by God's grace. And Paul, if you, he prayed for these thorns to be removed. Those personal, those external thorns that remind us about that sin, that the flesh, that thorn in our flesh that we have, that sinful nature, maybe like our pride, our judgment, whatever it is, our stubbornness, this thorn of the flesh that used to remind us that we can either give in to that thorn and continue to be prideful, continue to be stubborn, whatever it is, or we can acknowledge that presence and recognize our weakness and go, Yep, I can't do this. Rely on God's strength to overcome it. Paul prayed, like I said, for this thorn to be gone. That tells me that sometimes this thorn, maybe we don't have to live with it for all of our life. Like sometimes God might take it away. Paul's praying for it to be removed. We don't know what that thorn was. If you, some people believe it probably was a physical ailment, something that Paul had to live with. Because he needed to be constantly reminded to not be conceited. Kept him from being prideful. So what I think we can learn is that God has the ability, he has the power to remove that thorn. So we can't lose hope in that. But maybe since it wasn't removed, maybe we can conclude that Paul, he really did have some serious pride issues. Now, I I come back to this thing of me not wanting to ask for help. Something else, God, because I said I'm stubborn, so I need a lot. And God has, has blessed me with, actually, my, part of my own fault is with just old, worn-out, arthritic knees. Like, I, I, these thorns, that, that thorn of that physical, like, it keeps me from doing things. So God's, like, reminding, like, hey, like, you can't do this anymore because that distracts you from me. And, and when I do not listen to that and I be, still keep my stubbornness, like I do those things, like I'm in pain for weeks. It torments me. And I'm weak after it. So thorns that remind me to say, you know what, you need to ask for help. Thorns that keep me from really getting too big for my britches. Thinking I can do more than I actually can. A thorn that, as I said, makes me ask for help, humbles me. Admit that I can't do that. Making me dependent on others, but ultimately what it does is it makes me dependent on God. Now, I'm not saying that every physical pain we have is a thorn. It's not what I'm saying. But 
what I tell you the story is because it demonstrates how stubborn I am and it takes something drastic in my life to keep me from being stubborn because I won't admit my weakness. I keep being stubborn and depend on my own strength, not on God's strength. And that's the same answer Paul got. Paul got the same answer of no. You're going to live with this thorn. And this is what God says to Paul. If you remember, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God's grace is sufficient for us. Now remember, grace is given to us. It's given to us. It's not something that you earn. It's a gift. That grace is enough. Grace is enough for us to live with this thorn in our flesh. We can live this regardless of what that thorn is. God's saying it's, it's better for you to have that thorn that is going to make you weak. Then, that, that when you are weak, when you're like that, then my grace, by God's grace, then I can make you strong. Now these thorns in our flesh, if you think about that, like these thorns, if they're given to us by a messenger of Satan, don't you think Satan probably wanted those to cause harm to us? To maybe feed some sinful nature in us? To discourage us? To, to, to pursue just a sinful nature or sinful flesh? To try to keep us from God? To maybe just lose hope? Thorns that, that are meant to keep us in misery, keep us in torment. Keep us maybe in addictions. Keep us in pain. Keep us separated from God. I think that is probably, if this came from Satan, that's what this messenger thought when he gave us that thorn. But these thorns that are intended for harm is something God uses to bring us closer to him, to demonstrate his grace to us. Not something I've earned. It's a gift from God. These thorns that... They make us weak, perhaps physically weak, perhaps mentally weak, maybe just weak in the eyes of the world. We are weak, and I think that's why Paul says, we delight in weaknesses, in insults, persecutions, and difficulties. The world would say when we face this list, when they see that, when you have those things, like I think the world would say, you need to fight those thorns. When those come, you need to be strong. You know, the saying is like, don't let them see you cry. Stand your ground. All those, all those things that people will tell you when they see that thorn, to rise up, depend on yourself. You're, you're, you are strong. Use your strength to defeat them. Don't let them see you're weak. But isn't the answer that Paul was given is like the exact opposite of that? God is saying, no, Paul, you need to be weak. That in your weakness, that's when God can, can show his strength, show his power when you trust him. And you stop fighting the thorn your, yourself. You start fight, stop fighting that yourself. You turn it over to God. And you admit that weakness, and then God can use that to make you strong. That it's God's grace that makes you strong. God's power is made perfect when we are weak that God's grace is enough. I received this text, and actually I was texting with this person before church, and, and it, it, like it, it's, 
it falls right into this. Like I'm going, okay, God, this is, this is a real-life example here. But this person said to me, this is what they said. They're learning this week that it isn't my own strength or will, but by God's. They're dealing with a really hard situation right now. They're dealing with the situation that the world is looking at how they're dealing with it, and they're saying, you're weak. You're not being very strong. You're, you're just being ran over at this. They're wanting to hurt them to use their own strength. People think that we, they, sh- they should be strong and not show a position of weakness. Stand up for yourselves. Fight for yourself. Instead of choosing to be weak, that they're, instead they're choosing to be weak. They're choosing to, to be strong in God's grace. Hand it over to God's. So, isn't my friend saying they're going to choose to be weak? And when they're weak, they're strong. Not strong in their own strength, but strong by God's strength. By God's grace to, to take those thorns of, what's, of their flesh, the thorns in their side. And even though we sometimes give in to those thorns, we do, but God's grace... We're made strong only when we become weak and we accept that grace. We admit that, we, that, God, I need you to overcome these thorns. I can't do it by myself. If we admit that we're weak and God's grace provides us strength. Now, Paul says he boasts about his weakness. So is that Paul's pride cropping up again because he's boasting about how big a maybe sinner he is? Or he... But I think what he's doing is he's saying, Christ's power is in me because I'm weak. It's making me strong. And once again, I think these thorns are turned upside down. Something intended for harm being used by, to, by God to make us stronger. For us really not to maybe fight the thorn ourselves because we can't. What I mean by this is, is we try to do it ourselves. We try to overcome the thorn by our own strength, our own power, doing it ourselves instead of being weak, weak in the eyes of the world. That when he said this about insults and difficulties, we endure insults, we endure hardships, we endure persecution, we endure difficulties. Even when we mess up for the millionth time, we demonstrate our weakness when we're outside of God. Then we can receive God's grace that makes us strong. It's when we're weak that God steps in and we receive this blessing and strength from him. So is there thorns in our flesh that we have? Is there thorns that we have? Because we all have them. Thorns that keep us from receiving God's grace. Thorns that keep us, actually thorns that we can allow to keep us weak. Though we use those thorns to keep us weak when we try to demonstrate our strength trying to deal with them our strength. Paul says he can be prideful. Thorns that he might use. Think of Paul. Paul's here's a guy that suffered horrific beatings, left for dead, persecution. And look at him. He could be boastful and say, look at me. I can endure this. Look at me. Look at all this stuff I'm doing. Maybe even telling people, I said, you know what? Stop whining about your little whatever and grow up. Look at me and all I've been through. Being prideful. Instead, I think he accepts that thorn and acknowledges that really, I'm weak. I'm weak in all of that. 
And it wasn't my strength that enabled me to survive. This thorn, those beatings, that didn't make me stronger. It was God's grace. God's grace that gave him the strength to endure it. And even rejoice. It says he rejoiced in times, knowing that it was God's grace that makes him strong, not himself, giving God the glory, not his prideful flesh. These thorns I'm talking about today, I think thorns that keep us from all from receiving what God has for us. These, these thorns that everyone maybe wants to show their strength, their power, their ability to control their own life. Thorns that even if they're physical thorns that affect our health or our ability to just be pain-free. Thorns that make us, I think also we take those thorns and we blame other people. Someone else's fault. Maybe we even blame ourselves. Thorns that can be used to manipulate people, control people, demand our own way. Thorns that we think we use to get what we want or make ourselves even feel better than somebody else. Thorns that we might think make us strong, but thorns that keep us from God's grace. So what would it look like instead if we recognize those thorns? Recognize that everything isn't everybody else's fault. Stop blaming. Stop using those thorns to maybe as an excuse to justify our actions or our conditions. Because of this thorn, well, I'm this way, so I'm just stuck here, so I'm going to do this. Using those thorns to try to make us strong by ourselves. So we think instead, we accept the reality, yep, I got these thorns. But I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to recognize our weak, my weakness. And we know that nothing's going to separate me from receiving God's grace, receiving strength from God. So we're told that in Romans 8.39. It says that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. So we stop allowing our weakness really to keep us weak. Being overwhelmed and defeated. If we let the thorn defeat us and we don't turn to God's grace. Because isn't that what this thorn is trying to do? Keep us weak. But trying to twist us in a way to say, well, this is God, this is your fault. That we keep giving in to that thorn and we start living a life that maybe even feeds that thorn. Keep us from God's grace. But until we become weak enough, we see that this thorn is actually keeping me weak. Like Paul's pride or his conceitedness. That, and he says, I need, God, I need your grace. And we realize that God's grace is the only thing that's going to make us stronger. That no matter what God, God uses, can use these thorns for our good. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God, wor God works for the good of those who love him. Now all this, is kinda, this seems kind of strange. But I know that God knows what to do with these thorns. God can use those thorns when we become weak. But we have to say, admit we're weak. And these thorns, sometimes they're overwhelming to us. That when we're weak, we turn towards God. And let God bless us with his grace. He, that he, just, he abundantly will pour out on us and we will become strong. Not by our own strength, but by God's strength. Think of a child. Thought of this, and I think this applies to this. So think of when a child gets hurt. A child gets hurt, kind of becomes weak. He's crying. He's all up in, up in a, you know, just he doesn't, he hurts. But who's there to make it better? Who's there to provide strength to the child? 
the parents. Like a child turning to their parent, we can turn to our Father. We can turn to God, who in our state of weakness, we become strong by God's grace. Lord, I just, this is kind of a hard concept to, to grasp of, of this idea of thorns that, thorns that are there to cause us harm, thorns that can keep us trapped there in that harm, but yet also to make us weak so that when we're weak, we can just depend on your grace to make us strong. Thorns that, that you can do something with. Thorns that, that can be used to, to just make us more dependent on you, but also make us more able to love. Like last week when we talked about doing everything in love. So Lord, I just, I just pray that there might be somebody in this room right now that you're trapped in thorns and maybe you, you've been trying to do this with your own strength. Maybe you're, you know you're weak, but you don't want to admit it. You think you can still got this, that you can do this on your own. That you've been given that thorn and that thorn is just, it's tormenting you. Maybe it's time to, to turn that thorn over to God. Maybe it's time to receive God's grace. Receive God's grace and, and, and become strong. 